me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. It's the latest edition of the Conquer Local podcast. This week on the podcast, the CEO of Braden, Stu Richards, is joining us. 22 years at this organization. And, you know, we found Stu because he is a frequent speaker on marketing to small and medium businesses in North America. Stu's organization works with some of the largest brands and businesses that are trying to appeal to SMBs. And they run a number of surveys throughout the year for these customers. They ask questions around day-to-day management, marketing and business development, partnerships and alliances, product development, access to finance, operations and HR. We are going to dig under the hood of Braden and all of their research and find out from Stu Richards what they are learning when it comes to communicating with very small and medium businesses throughout North America. That's all coming up next with Stu Richards, the CEO of Braden on the Conquer Local podcast. Stu Richards joining us from the beautiful city of Boston, Massachusetts, and he is the CEO of Braden. Did I say that right, Stu? Close enough, Braden, but believe me, we we get every version. (laughs) It's like my last name. I get everything, you name it, even get lay. And I'm like, how do you even come up with that? There's a T in there. Um, so let's, let's learn a little bit about you. You've been with this organization for 22 years. You do a lot of speaking on how to market to small and medium sized businesses. And when I, when I started to look at the, the data that you have, it's unbelievable. So how have you been able with your organization to come up with all this amazing data on SMBs? Uh, Well, thank you, George. Yeah, what we've been at for an alarmingly long time now uh, is really helping companies to better understand and engage with the SMB audience. And, um, you know, we work with lots of different companies, mostly in the uh, U.S. and Canada, um, in lots of different industries. So as you might imagine, they define SMB differently. It might be by headcount, by revenue, by industry, by stage of growth, you name it. Um, But the common thread is everything we do is to help them either understand the mindset of small businesses or engage them uh, via content. So we do a lot of research among small businesses around, you know, for example, what's their business outlook or how are they feeling about hiring or credit utilization or what's their purchase intent or brand perception, Uh, all different kinds of things. Um, One of the ways that we do that is we conduct a survey each month of 500 principals of US businesses with up to 500 employees, which we call the SMB Pulse. Um, and that allows clients to participate, you know, ask a couple of questions of SMBs on a cost-effective basis and to get data back pretty quickly. Uh, and we append a number of questions ourselves into that survey. Um, and in many cases, those questions are on how to use content uh, as a way to engage SMBs. And um, that I think could be a great way to help with either lead generation or lead conversion. So I, I want to unpack that a little bit because it's very intriguing to me. The, the survey can be um, 
essentially that you can contract to have you run this survey on 500 businesses um, and then you append some questions in there to get some insights. And, you know, what are, what are some of the topics that would be in these surveys that you ask those businesses? Oh, boy. Um, well, whatever our clients are interested in, obviously, you know, it's really ranged uh, all different kinds of things like, you know, reaction to the coronavirus or reaction to, you know, last year, the federal government shutdown, or it might be around, you know, what kinds of products and services are they using in their business? How happy are they with those solutions? Or, uh, you know, for example, uh, which influencers uh, do they pay attention to or what events do they go to or what media do they use? You know, all different kinds of things. Um, for us, uh, for Braden, when we append questions, it's really around, um, you know, we create a webcast each month uh, using the results of the questions that we add to the pulse uh, in addition to the questions that we help our clients with. Um, and so those might be on, you know, what is the hiring outlook and what are the tools that small businesses use? What is the uh, kind of credit, you know, what's their feelings about alternative lenders? You know, for example, what kind of technology do they plan to buy? How are they using that? Stu, one of the things that I noticed is a topic that you will research on behalf of one of your clients is around persona and, and the buyer journey of a business's persona. So the reason why this is intriguing to me as a lifelong marketer and, and as a lifelong salesperson that is sold to SMBs, I find yeah. that they have this, they have a finite budget that they want to spend. And yep. they would rather just take that marketing budget and spray it all over the place and then get down yep. on their knees and pray that it's going to work. And it's interesting <laughs> that that you dig in to figure out who is your ideal buyer persona? And why don't we take all that money and just go after them? Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we love when our clients develop personas and, uh, you know, they're just such powerful tools and, um, the process of persona development just identifies so many actionable insights, uh, that we just, you know, we love the opportunity to help clients with it. Um, and we do have clients who've developed personas in a variety of ways. It does not have to cost a fortune and take forever to develop personas. Uh, in many cases, there's a, you know, kind of collective institutional knowledge around, you know, who a company's personas are, whether it's in the frontline, you know, sales and customer service team or product management or whoever, um, usually, you know, when we start a persona development, we find that there's pretty good theories around who's important, uh, you know, whether it's by role or by industry or, you know, what have you. Um, but then in the process of developing personas, whether it's using qualitative, you know, focus groups for exploratory or, you know, really trying to quantify the learnings via online, um, you know, the kinds of things that we can identify for clients are, you know, for example, um, should they really be focused on businesses by usage uh, or should they really be focused on role like, uh, you know, office manager versus an IT director versus, uh, you know, business principal uh, or should they be focused, you know, in some other way. Uh, but also, you know, what we're able to provide for our clients are, you know, the attitudes that different personas or roles bring uh, to marketing media, the media that they actually prefer, um, you know, whether it is different online venues or other kinds of outreach, um, the actual kind of messaging that works best. So, you know, for example, 
Are they really motivated by price or ease of purchase or some sort of um, you know reassurance that it's a leading brand? Um, so helping them to determine you know what kind of messaging will resonate best with their target audience and you know how those messages vary by the target audience. Uh, what sort of media they can use that's going to bring them the biggest bang for their buck, um, and uh, you know what kind of product features you know for example are going to resonate best. Um, those kinds of learnings can really, really help a client to focus uh, their messaging and, again, make the most of a you know, finite market budget. Well, and it's it's really interesting that I think it's an area that smart business people that have done some research are are really digging into. They're starting to understand that this really is a game changer because, you know, in the, the good old horse and buggy days of the 90s, or even the late 80s, you know, there wasn't this ability to target an audience. And yep. there was more of a horizontal approach of, let's just get them all and let God sort them out. But yep. in, in today's world, and, and I like to use this example of the door-to-door salesperson that goes out and knocks on doors and is never home, working 20 hours a day, and the persona of their buyer actually doesn't even like seeing them. They would yep. just like to go online, do a screen share, press, press a button and consume that product. And and I think that that tidal wave is just going to happen. So you have to identify that as a business person. You talked about ease of purchase in certain mm-hmm. personas, but but I, I want to... I want to emphasize with our audience, it's more around understanding that there is not one size fits all presentation. There is not one size package that fits every type of buyer. Understanding that buyer persona and figuring out whether they're the right customer for you or not is very important. And then number two, how do I make the most efficient revenue motion to try and acquire that customer? And that that really is what this work is helping to do. Exactly. Yeah, very, very much. Yeah. And it can come down to very, very tactical execution. You know, for example, if you're really into using video, then, you know, you're not optimizing your messaging against baby boomers, you know, for example, or conversely, if you're really heavy up on email newsletters, you know, you might be missing out on engaging with millennials uh, for whom that tactic isn't necessarily the highest uh, utilization. Um, So there's lots and lots of, you know, very actionable learnings uh, that you can get from persona development exercises. You know, one of the things I noticed in your data as well, you talk about different demographics. And yeah. and I think about years ago when our producer Brent and I were in the radio business and we go out and talk to a customer and say, yeah, you know, we're number one with uh, adults 25, 54. And when I was making those presentations and I was 26, 27 years old, I was like, this is the biggest pile of bullshit I've ever heard <laughs> because there is nothing similar between producer Colleen and me. And that yeah. is 2554. Yeah. We're in the, that. It, it's too big. It's too yeah. big of a demographic to come up with a message that's going to come to old white haired George and then young Colleen. We, we, we like different things. Mm-hmm. We might like the same tequila, but outside of that, we like different. <laughs> and, and so by having these insights and really understanding the messaging, especially now that we have technology where we can build an audience of just old white haired Georges and the things that I'm interested in, the build an audience of Colleen's and then find lookalike audience. Like there's an amazing way that you can build tactics to be very targeted with that message. Very much. Yeah, Absolutely. So Absolutely. if an organization wanted to get you to do this survey, like when I think of 500 businesses, I'm like, oh, I thought you were going to say 5,000. Um, yeah. and, and when I think about all the things that you're able to do, it, it's very wide ranging because you talked about maybe we build the product in a different way. So you might want to have some product managers and researchers getting this information. You might want to 
have marketers that need this information. Of course, salespeople need this information to discover who the buyer persona is and what their life cycle might look like in their customer journey. Who, who's the ideal company that Braden works with? Oh boy, it really varies. Um, it is always, always a company that's focused on the small or small to mid-sized business audience. But within that, it's kind of all bets are off. So, you know, we've worked with everyone from, you know, the Googles and Microsofts and AT&Ts of the world to, um, you know, smaller, you know, kind of niche or emerging players like a Trinet or a Constant Contact or, you know, other marketers uh, that are, I guess, in the challenger uh, mode. Um, but the common thread is that they really want to do a better job understanding what motivates SMBs, you know, what keeps them up at night, how they can better serve them, how they can better market to them. Um, and specifically in the context of who we work with, it does really vary. You know, in some cases, it's the marketing research group that's driving a particular initiative. In some cases, it's a marketing group, generally speaking. In some cases, it's a specifically content marketing subgroup within marketing. Uh, in other cases, we're working with a sales team, and they're really trying to develop uh, some very high-impact uh, collateral or you know event support materials. Um, so our audiences vary within the bigger umbrella of, you know, they're all focused on understanding and engaging small to mid-sized businesses. You know, it's interesting. When I walk through some of the questions that you ask, um, I'm just going to read a couple of them off here. Finding new customers. Okay. Everybody yep. wants that. Managing costs. Is that important to you? Finding good employees, dealing with com competition, keeping current on technology, retaining current customers. When I read through this list of questions, I'm like, this is a great needs analysis. Now, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't ask all of the questions of my client while I had them on on a call, but some of these yeah. questions, how important is it to you keeping current on latest technology? And, oh boy. you know, yeah. that, what a great question. No, it really is. And it's absolutely, you know, small business owners really understand it's both critical, you know, for them to be competitive, for them to be productive, uh, to, you know, get the most from their employees and their day. Um, but it's also absolutely overwhelming. You know, if you think of all the developments that happen every day with servers and software and storage and, you know, you name it. Um, so for them uh, to feel like they can stay current on technology, you know, it's really critical. You know, they have the fear of missing out. Um, and, you know, to that end, to the degree that any of our clients or, you know, any of your listeners can help them keep current on technology via video or email newsletter, or, you know, other kinds of content. Um, that's a huge plus. Um, and, you know, it's important regardless of the, you know, type or size of company that we talk to. Um, you know, if you go, I think you're uh, looking, at, you might be looking at the general slide, but, uh, you know, we do break out the responses to questions like that by company size. Um, and it's interesting, you know, the bigger the company uh, that you ask that question of, the more concerned they are about how they can, you know, keep on top of and get the most from technology. Well, it, it, it is a very stimulating 52 pages that I've been reading through of data and, and I'm a salesperson. I'm definitely not a data person, but as I look at these, I, you know, I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a chemist as the years go by. And yeah, I think that yeah. part of that is, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. You've been doing this for a while. You're obviously an expert in the space. Are, are you finding that businesses in general and organizations in general are using a lot more data to make their decisions rather than just gut? Uh, I I would like to say yes. <laughs> we um, 
you know, we always encourage our clients to, you know, do as much as we can. We recognize that budgets are finite. Um, you know, one of the things that we have seen our clients really doing well that we absolutely love and encourage um, is more of a focus on specific industries within the, you know, broad, very broad, small business or SMB segment. So, you know, not just asking, you know, generally speaking, uh, what keeps you up at night, but, you know, for example, how do CPAs uh, feel about their business outlook or attorneys or contractors or, you know, whatever the uh, specific industries are, because, you know, their um, media preferences, their business concerns, the messaging, uh, you know, they respondents really have different perspectives by industry that's the biggest driver of you know how they think about their business not so much the size or you know their age or anything like that um, and they very much self-identify so to the degree that we can help our clients determine not just how to message most effectively to a role you know uh, but or to small business but how most effectively can you message to a cpa or an attorney or a contractor or you know automobile dealer um, that's really going to help them uh, increase their relevance, uh, and as a result, you know, better achieve their sales and marketing objectives. One one piece of data that really jumped out to me in your presentation was the sales stage influences. So, when you look at these various uh, tactics that are out there, some people call them social media channels, or some people, you know, call them apps. It was interesting to see that at the very top um, of the awareness phase of the buyer's journey was Twitter and then TikTok yeah. and then Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and LinkedIn and then podcasts. Yes. Um, but then when it came to the purchase part of the buyer's journey, the very most important part was the product section of a website and the resources section of a website. And yet we know that Google has done research saying that 84% of small businesses in North America hate their website. <laughs> You you have become a chemist. You did a great job uh, reading. Well, I, I want to sell websites and I want to help people <laughs> sell websites, but I also want to help businesses. And it's so interesting. Like, oh, the shiny thing over here is maybe I should do a video on TikTok. Okay. Yep, yep. You should for awareness, but it's not leading to purchase according to the people that you're, that, that you are, uh, and they're actual buyers. What's leading yep. to purchase is an analyst report and a case study and a research report and a video on the website. This is really valuable information when it comes to when you're when you're putting together a program for a small business on how to be effective. Yeah, it absolutely is, and uh, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, social media is great for awareness. Um, not you know, it depends on your industry. If you're a retailer, yes, you know, obviously someone can buy straight through on you know Facebook or whatever. But yeah, if you want to be a uh, you know well-rounded uh, as you know marketer and really ensure that you're optimizing the online experience, then yes, it's really important on your site to be clear about you know what it is that you do, uh, what the benefit is of the products and services that you provide, you know, for whom exactly. Um, and to provide context for the use of your services. And as an example of that, you know, what we often use is an article on the website of a bank that explains, you know, what's the difference between a loan and a line of credit. Uh, and a lot of small business owners don't really understand that. Um, so just having a basic article that outlines, you know, what the, each of those are and, you know, who they're for and under what circumstances you'd use them. Um, is great and it can lead directly to you know the loan or the line of credit application page on the product section of a bank's website. So you know if you have offerings that are you know anything other than completely intuitive, 
Um, it's really important to provide advisory content around, uh, you know, what's the context for their use, you know, for whom are they useful. Um, and then you can lead people into the product section of your site. And there, it's really important to make it easy for people to understand, you know, what are your offerings? How are they different from each other? Which one of them is best uh, for my business? How have other companies like mine or, you know, other buyers benefited from them? Uh, and that can really help facilitate the purchase process. Well, Stu, we really appreciate getting your time today on the Conquer Local podcast. Some great learnings from all of that research that you have through your organization, Braden. Um, we're going to put links as to how people can find you inside the uh, content of the podcast. And we appreciate having you as one of our latest guests. Um, if you were to leave one thing for organizations that sell to SMBs that they need to remember, because I think you have more insight on SMB than anybody else that I've met uh, from this data, could you could you give us that in one sentence? Like if, if there was just one thing we need to remember? Yeah, it is um, content marketing works, <laughs> you know, articles, webcasts, uh, anything. Just really be sure that you make it easy to understand. Like, you know, would your spouse understand it if they're not in your business? Would your, you know, siblings understand it if they're not in your business? Um, and uh, with that, you will have success. Well, every day that goes by, I really appreciate meeting these folks that understand this data because a lot of times in my sales career, you went with your gut and uh, just sheer will. And I look back at it, that, I've had some people say to me, you know, you probably should work smarter, not harder. Um, when you're out pounding the pavement and you're putting in 20 hours a day, it's pretty hard to work harder. Um, and there is a better way. And it's to find, you know, things like th this buyer persona thing. Everybody's talking about it. There's a reason why. Buyer persona and thinking about the needs of those buyer personas and coming up with a tactic for specific buyer personas in, in how to show the value of your solution is a game changer for an organization. It's a game changer at the street level. It's also a game changer at the marketing level. And it's a game changer at the product development level where you really understand the needs of that persona. It's so interesting that Braden does a ton of research around this and understanding the persona and the buyer journey. We've talked a lot about that here on the Conquer Local podcast. The other thing, you know, what are the attitudes and what are the buyer's trends right now? Um, and having that information on a regular basis. Gordon Burrell, who's been a guest on this podcast a couple of times, just had his annual convention in Miami. And one of the big parts of the Burrell convention is where he releases all of that data. I was not allowed to be there this year uh, because we were on travel band at that time. So I was very, very sad. So I always like hearing it from Gordon and his team. But that didn't stop us from getting that information because we've been using it for so many years. It's just a part of our DNA because it crafts the way that we go to market because we found some very, very good data. So, you know, this company, Braden and Stu Richards, pretty easy after we listened to him for the last 20 some odd minutes. He knows what he's talking about because they do a number of these surveys of the these cohorts of 500 businesses and they ask great questions. And it was, you know, that one piece validated what we know on the podcast and we've talked a lot about. You've got to use the right tactics for the right reasons. Social media is a great tactic for driving awareness. But if you're looking for the conversion in the sales point, Stu's data points that you have to have a great website experience. And more than just a shopping cart or more than just e-commerce, you have to have that product description. You have to have frequently asked questions. Like 
it's right there in black and white that the majority of buyers look to those items. Having this data is key to you working smarter and not harder and having more success as you go out every day to conquer local. Thanks to Stu Richards, CEO of Braden, for joining us on this week's edition of the Conquer Local podcast. As always, my name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath.